Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show with Val Hart. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Hey, Val, how are you doing today? Hey, Scott, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Ah, it's a wonderful day here. <laughs> the sun is shining. Spring has sprung. And, Yay. Uh, hey. So, uh, one of the questions that one of our readers uh, emailed in and asked us was, uh, I, I want to start working with an what? I, how do I? How do I know the charlatans from the real thing? You know, how do I know this is a good uh, pet psychic? You know, what? What sort of? You know, she says I just, I just don't know. I've looked in, you know, the newspaper. I've looked online. I just, I, I just can't. Yeah. I don't know how to decide. So right. How do was, you tell? How yeah. do you tell? So right. that's what I thought it'd be great to have a little conversation today about it. If you're okay. I think that's a wonderful idea because, you know, you need to know what to look for when you're looking for an animal communicator, right? Um, and, uh, by the way, I have written a free special report on the 10 things you must know before you hire an animal communicator. <clears throat> so this is, I, I'm delighted to talk about it. You know, this is a really unusual profession, and I want people to get started right. And there's some critically important points that people need to know. Um, that they don't, you know. So, Absolutely. so, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the ten things uh, that I have in my report. And if anybody listening wants to go get their own copy, because this is a lot more information on the on the report, of course. Um, but the first thing is to realize that not all communicators are created equal, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, communicators aren't trained equally. You know, there we all have different experience and background and you know different fortes and different specialties and it, it really takes many years of practice and seasoning to be a really good professional animal communicator and some of us are really excellent at some things and we're simply not so good at other things you know I know you can relate you know it's, it's like we don't want to be jack of all, tra- of all trades you know some of us are better with dogs some better with horses some better with cats you know whatever um, and uh and that's really what you need to look for. So depending on what your questions really are and what your needs are, you want somebody that matches what you're looking for. You know, they've got good experience. They've got good references. They've got a history of being able to deal with that really well. <clears throat> so if I'm having a conversation with uh, my pet psychic-to-be, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and I yeah. happen to have a dog, and she's yep. talking about all these experiences that she's had with cats, Right. Might be like, hmm. Yeah. Think about this pretty strong. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So they may not be the right choice for you. You know, know, honestly, animal communication is telepathic in nature. And once you learn how to communicate with animals, then you can communicate with any species, you know, any being. um, It it all translates. You know, it's all there. So, uh, but it doesn't mean... good for what you need like with your dog you know or your horse or your cat um, there may be other things that come into play that you want to be aware of so yeah yeah so that would that'd be a really good thing to check first so is to first, be sure yeah. mm-hmm. go ahead I was going to just gonna review that quickly <laughs> yeah so, so, the number one but, thing is or the first thing you want to do is first thing you want to do is to know that you're looking for a communicator that 
has the experience and maybe specializes in the thing that you need. That no, right, right. You know, you know. For instance, for me, just talk about me for a moment. <laughs> um, is you know, I specialize in dogs and horses. I can communicate with all animals, but my heart's joy is to work specifically with performance competition horses and dogs. That that's where I get my java jolt. You know, that's where yeah. I, that's that's what floats my boat. You know, it's my passion. That's uh, how I got started working with performance horses and dogs. So I know a lot about horses and dogs um, that a typical basic animal communicator may not know. Um, I also specialize in healing. And so one of the things that I do a lot in is healing work, health issues, you know, mystery lameness or soundness problems or uh, when the vet's not being helpful, you know, what else do we need to know and, and alternative healing modalities and methods. So um, that's also my specialty. So if that's not what you're looking for, like, you know, let's say you have a cat and it's a behavior problem, um, then I would not be the person you would want. But if you're looking for a performance, you know, you have a performance horse, right? You're doing cutting or show jumping or dressage or something like that. Um, then I would be a candidate, you know, I would be someone that you might want to check into. Right. Yeah, or if you're having a health problem, you know, with your animal, I would definitely be, um, of course, in my opinion, <laughs> number one choice. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, those, yeah. Are, those are all important issues, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. So and actually, once you put it that way, it, it strikes me it's not that hard to... Now, all of a sudden, it kind of, it, it makes that process quite a bit easier, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, like, yeah. I have a, I have a gerbil, um, and a horse, so, right. you know, yeah, yeah, you could, maybe, but I'd probably be better off going and finding, you know, someone who really likes smaller animals. Right, smaller animals, more unusual kind of exotic animals, maybe um, someone who also works with ferrets or, you know, or... Um, is a general communicator who uh, works in a larger, broader context. Um, yeah, that would be something you would want to ask and find out in your research. You bet. Cool. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah, very much so. So what's good. another thing that I would want to be aware of or watching out for? Okay, very good. Second point is to know that nobody can make your animals change if they don't want to. Well, a lot just, of people... Just like my girlfriend I keep telling her you know you can't change me <laughs> and that's what our animals tell us too it's like don't don't try to change me love me respect me hear me like but don't I try am. to fix me yeah exactly but don't try to fix me because there's nothing wrong with me um, and I don't want to be fixed you know so. one of the first things I said to my girlfriend is I'm not a project oh <laughs> yeah. fine don't be yeah sure yeah <laughs> and I've been the biggest project in her life for the last Yes, I was going to say months. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm real glad you addressed that with her right up front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think all relationships are projects, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, new that's car, our new answer. home, new hairstyle, new clothes. New right. That's right. That's right. Uh, all animal time. <laughs> yeah, we should make a bumper sticker. I'm not your project. That's great. Anyway, but the, the point is is that this isn't mind control, right? So, so an animal communicator is not going to go in and 
mind control your animal to stop jumping on the sofa, you know, or to you know, <laughs> quit biting you or stop barking. I mean, it's not, it doesn't work like that. Um, you know, and sometimes, honestly, the problem with the animal, it only looks like it's, a, it's the animal. It's not. It's the people. It's their situation, their environment, their management, their handling, their diet, their background, their breeding, or their training, or lack of training. Um, remember that your animals always do what makes sense to them from their viewpoint. The animal communicator's job is to discover what their viewpoint actually is. And a lot of communicators, that's where they stop. Their job, they think their job is to simply be the mediator between the animal and the person, right? And to find out what the viewpoint is, find out what they're thinking, feeling, why they're behaving the way, they're, the way they are, and then they simply relay that back to you. And that's really, really helpful because once we know what their viewpoint is, what's driving the behavior, right, or or if it's a physical problem, how they actually feel in their body. So is it a sharp pain, a dull pain, a chronic ache? Is it, you know, is it in the hip? Is it in the shoulder? Is it in, are they having headaches? I mean, what is it, you know, from their viewpoint, how they actually feel? We need to know that. Once we know that, then we can start resolving the problem, offering helpful suggestions, find out what's actually helping or not helping, making it worse. Uh, we can often do that, you know, in our well-intentioned, you know, um, a choice of, of approach, we might actually be making it worse. Uh, so once we know what the problem is the, uh, from their viewpoint, then we can start resolving the problem, hopefully with their participation. You know, right. so, so as that's yes, as, as our partner, right? That's so important. It is important. Um, what I do, uh, Scott, just so you know, is I go that extra step because my focus isn't just about communicating; it's really about resolving the issue, whatever it is. Um, so I'm well trained in many different areas. You have a lot of background uh, in and uh, education about. Uh, body work and about performance and training issues and all that kind of stuff so um, if it is it, you know it, if we need to go farther than just knowing what they tell us then I'm a good choice to know what to do next that that's really my focus because I feel like animals and their owners what they're really what people are really asking for isn't just to, to talk to my dog or my horse or whatever um, it's to resolve whatever the issue is, to help me uh, resolve this issue, whether it's health or, or behavior or something, right? Um, so isn't that really what you want when you're looking for an animal communicator? Um, I would you think want, so for sure. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's always been my feeling. <clears throat> yeah. So cool. does that make sense? It does, very much so. Okay. So okay. What's, uh, what's the next question you should ask? Or... All right. Good. The third question is to re or the third point maybe is to realize what the job actually is. Animal communicators are trained to listen telepathically to animals. This isn't rocket science. We often make mistakes, even though we do the best that we can do. Um, we're not really clairvoyant usually. Uh, in other words, we can't foresee the future or 
you know, if, uh, uh, we're not a, a seer that's going to tell you what's going to happen, you know, if you're going to win the show or the race or, you know, something like that. Um, so, um, and we don't know everything, so we're not omniscient, you know. <laughs> so, um, and darn. we are, darn, I know. Uh, I hate to uh, tell you that, but we're not omniscient. Um, and we're not intending to read your mind, right? So we're not looking into your, you know, and there's a closet of your mind to find your skeleton. So you don't need to be afraid to, you know, to let us, uh, let us connect in and try to help. Um, but we are there to listen to your animals. So, and by the way, everything that an animal communicator does should be con- confidential. Uh, so um, the communicator should be able to accurately understand what your animal's feeling and thinking, what the main issues are from their viewpoint, like we've already talked about. And they should actually be able to present something useful, whether it's a confirmation of what you already know, which could be really valuable in itself, right? So if you suspect that your animal is, is hurting, uh, but you're not sure, and the, the communicator confirms that, <clears throat> then that's really useful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, uh, on the other hand, if you suspect they're hurting, and we find out that they're actually not hurting, <clears throat> but they're maybe feeling sad. Um, hold on a second. <clears throat> okay. Um, you can still hear me, right? <clears throat> But if they're feeling sad or, or grieving or um, lost their favorite toy, you know, <laughs> or there's something else going on, then that would be useful new information that you may not have known. So that's the other point is we, we're also here to help uncover information that we didn't know and provide clarity about the direction to proceed with whatever the problem is and also be able to answer your questions about your animal to the very best of our ability. Um, but what you need to know is that ultimately we may not be able to fix the problem. Some problems simply are not fixable. You know, So if the animal doesn't want to change or we can't convince them to see the reason to change that they can agree with, then they're not going to change. They do what they do because it makes sense to them just like we do. Um, so. Uh, you know, the other point is that you live and work with your animals 24/7 usually, and to expect a stranger, uh, in the, you know, a strange voice in their head, <laughs> to make them now be different when you continue to reinforce their bad behavior by rewarding it or not making the effort required to teach them anything different is simply not realistic. Right? So. Yeah, it sounds very similar to what someone would say about raising their children. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. So, does that help? Yeah, that's excellent. Okay, good, really good. Important. I think setting the expectation is also, as you're talking, is really crucial, right? It is crucial, yes. Uh, if we're not clear on what we expect, then usually we can be very disappointed. Um, but it's, it's not because of what happened. It's because we weren't clear on what we wanted or what we were asking for or looking for. Um, you know, on the other hand, you know, when I work with clients too, usually they come back and tell me that they got a lot more than they expected. Um, that I answered questions they didn't know that even know that they had that were really important. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So let's see. Where are we? I think our next point is number four on our list, right? Yep. 
Um, this one uh, that is what I want people to know about being skeptical. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are skeptical, like, does this actually work? Does Do animal communicators actually work? Can pet psychics actually hear my animal? You know, I'm not real sure about this. And, you know, the truth is that it works. Um, a good communicator can do the job. And uh, the other thing I want all of my students and clients to know is that it's okay to be skeptical. Uh, you should be skeptical to a point. You, in other words, you should listen and observe with your heart, but you shouldn't be so open-minded that your common sense falls out. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, not everything we receive telepathically is going to be 100% accurate. By the way, it's unrealistic to expect that. And did you know that the best psychics in the world are only about 80% accurate? Right? I mean, that, that very best top psychics in the whole world that have been tested scientifically and rigorously and they have proved to be only about 80% accurate. Um, so you shouldn't expect the animal communicator to be 100% accurate with every question, you know, with everything that they do. Um, but what you should notice is hopefully if, they, if we do our job right, you should notice a change in the animal's behavior, their mood or their well-being. You may notice that they respond to you differently or respond to their environment differently. Um, so, you know, uh, some of us do better than 80% at times, and sometimes we get off. You know, you just have to expect it because nobody's perfect, and we're all, you know, uh, practicing in effect, right? We're all practitioners, just like doctors and vets and everybody else. We're all practicing, doing the very best that we can with the best of intention. So, yeah, that's really important. Cool. So what's the next question that we should be asking our The next thing is that if something feels off in your session or you're being told things that you know are not true, then you have to speak up. You have to say something. Don't worry Don't about... Don't give your power away. Exactly. Thank you for putting it that way. It's exactly right. You know, you're... If, if the communicator doesn't know or doesn't realize that they've now been distracted or they've gotten off in some way, then if you don't tell us or give us some honest feedback, then we can't correct or explain what's happening so that you, can, so that you wind up going away unhappy. I know that's a big one. A lot of people, you know, it, I, like I, I get something from the animal and I explain it as best I can and the, the person may not fully understand it. But if they don't tell me that, then I can't explain or it, it, it's like I, I won't know what other questions to ask, right? Sometimes the animals will come through and because they're an animal from a different species, the information makes sense to another animal but it may not make sense to us the person because we're human right uh, yeah. uh, so there's always room to ask more questions and if it feels like something's off or you're not sure about something or you actually know that something's wrong for instance if I told you that your dog loved the color purple <laughs> right and you had a gut response or a knowing that that just didn't feel right you know uh, Milo doesn't like purple. I just know that. Yeah, I don't know how I know yeah. that, but I know it. You know, um, he spits on it. Yeah, <laughs> he pees he on it every it time apart. he sees it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, or uh, whatever. Um, then I would need to know that. You know, at that point, I would say maybe I'm talking to another dog named Milo. Uh, maybe you know, um, or you know, it's this is subjective work, telepathic over a distance with an animal I've never met. There's always going to be a chance that I'll get off, right? Um, so it rarely happens in my work. I've been doing this a long time, uh, but it's always possible. So yeah, say keep your power. You know, don't don't give your power away. Um, and speak up if you have something you know that you think is needs to be heard or is is not quite right. So, and that actually takes me to the sixth point, which is the next important point to consider, which is we are practitioners, um, and that means that we are practicing, um, just like other medical professionals or doctors or trainers. We're all giving it our best to assist. Um, given our experience, our training, our skills, and our education. So just know that, uh, and we'll do the best we can for you. So does that, does that help so far? Yeah, no, that's really good. Good. And we're, uh, we're running towards the end of our time together. Okay, now. okay, good. If somebody wanted to get the rest of the, uh, the tips that you've got on how to mm-hmm. uh, you know, find a really good animal Right. Um, where could they go, or what could they do? Uh, I would direct them to my website, www.valhart.com, V-A-L-H-E-A-R-T dot C-O-M. And what I have there is a free report. It's called The Ten Things You Must Know Before You Hire an Animal Communicator. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I'll tell you how to do your research, where to find good animal communicators, um, how to interview them, and how to check for that all-important guarantee for their work. Um, and that's really, really critical. So, yes, I'd love for you all to go there. So go get your copy. Um, it's the 10 things you need to know before you hire an animal communicator at www.valhart.com. Oh, um, wow, put me on the spot. Uh, I know, spot. I know, you're right on the spot, but, <laughs> but I just love hearing your stories. So. Oh, okay, I love it. Um, I'm delighted to tell you stories. I love to tell stories. Um, let's see. There was, um, hold on, let me think, think of one. While you're thinking, I want to tell everybody that if you go to YouTube and do a search on Val Hart and Einstein, you will see a short video where Val teaches Einstein's dog to close the door after he comes in, which is very... Yes, it is. Um, And by the way, I submitted that to the America's Funniest Home Video, so everybody wish us luck. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cute and so funny, and everybody who sees it laughs, so I thought that would be fun to, to, uh, to tell. Um, I'm thinking about a dog named Rocky, a little Bichon Frise. And uh, what happened with Rocky is that his owner um, heard about him. He was actually in Houston, and he had been rescued. um, And he was in a very abusive situation. He was very, very ill. Um, He was a young dog, um, and they literally took him away from his owner. He was one of those types of uh, abused rescue situations. And Bonnie thought that if she went and got this dog and brought him home and gave him some loving care and, you know, and just loved him and, and welcomed him into her heart and her life, that he'd be good. You know, he'd be fine. And what happened was is that 
he was not fine. He was very, very ill. The vets couldn't really figure out what was really wrong. Um, you know, they kept working with him, but he was just chronically ill. He was depressed, lethargic. He wasn't eating. He had no interest in his surroundings. I and mean, it was a really sad situation, right? And she was, I mean, she was doing everything right. Um, so she brought me in and I talked to Rocky and what he told us um, was that he was grieving the loss of his former people. Even though they had been mean to him, um, he still loved them. And he wasn't sure why he had been taken from them. It had been very strange, very confusing, um, very, you know, scary uh, for him. And he didn't know why he was here. You know, why, why was he with Bonnie? Where were people? You know, he was just grieving. And he was confused. He had no clue what, what had happened or why. And so we had the conversation, you know, about, well, this is what happened. Um, you know, this is your opportunity to heal and recover and by the way Bonnie needs you and you have a job to do you there's a purpose why you're here and we're so sorry we understand the grief of, of the loss you know of your former people in your home and uh, what we need you to do is take care of the kittens that were just born and you know and, and help with the property and you know help with the horses and the mule and the you know and and all that stuff and you know, we made some agreements about house rules and, you know, negotiated potty, you know, uh, potty habits and, and stuff, proper elimination. And and we talked to him about taking care of the kittens as opposed to killing them, <laughs> which was a, a big issue because he had never been around cats, um, did not understand them and wasn't comfortable with them at all. And in fact, he was being kind of dangerous with them. We were really worried that he might hurt them, you know. Um, so, you know what? Within just a few minutes, he perked up. He showed interest in food. He went and, and he ate. He went and he checked out the kittens. Very, very cool. He started licking them and uh, obviously was very safe with them. After about uh, maybe five minutes of observing him with the kittens, we felt completely 100% confident that he would not hurt them and in fact he was now their new mother <laughs> so uh, I mean he was just like wonderful with the kittens and then we took him outside and he's happily going with us around to check the horses and you know and from that point on his health dramatically improved I mean the dogs out well so fast it'd make your head spin um, and he he was a very very happy dog, and he took care of those kittens. I have to tell you, I could tell you lots of stories, but um, I remember one real quick one. Uh, we were outside with the horses, and the kittens got out there, and they were little bitty, like the size of your fist. You know, they were they were only who knows, uh, maybe seven weeks old at the most, six weeks old, yeah. and uh, little tiny things. Wow. You know. Um, like one horse's hoof was like two kitten sizes, you know, two kittens. And uh, they were out there with us, and the dog, Rocky, saw them, and he made a big fuss to get our attention, and he ran over there, and he grabbed the kittens, and he picked them up, and he carried them to safety. Wow. Uh, he t took them out, uh, he took them back to the stable. You know, and put them back to where he was, where they were supposed to be. And he actually decided that he would stay up at the barn at the stable to keep them from coming back out into the field where we were working, 
just so just to protect them and be sure that they didn't you know get away from him again so that's the kind of relationship that he developed with those with them once he understood the point and the purpose of being there that he had a new job to do um and that it was okay to grieve and to let go of his former life um and he became an awesome awesome dog so so that'll give you a little bit of an, an example you know the kinds of things that pet communicators animal communicators pet psychics can do um that's so exciting that's just a great story yeah i love that story it's it, it's a true story of course one of my clients so very cool thanks for asking me i, I love telling that well we okay. appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy day and sharing uh, all that amazing knowledge about you know what to look for in an animal communicator and also uh, that story you just shared that was really touching thank you very much for that yeah you're welcome thanks for asking so okay head over everybody to www.valheart.com get your free report and there's a whole pile of other wonderful and interesting things on the website that you can look at as well yes yes i have uh free animal communicator tips so if anyone when you get your report you'll also get my tips and my newsletters so there you go i love for it love to have you see you all next time everybody okay bye 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 bye